We mention quite regularly the kingdom. We mention it quite regularly in what we say and what we do and even how we pray. We pray even as part of the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come and your will be done. So I thought we could just clarify a wee bit about what we mean by kingdom and what we mean by how we apply that. You see, in Mark 1, verses 14 and 15, it says this. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. See, we are meant to have the same mindset, the same mindset that was in Jesus. We are meant to tell everyone that there is good news. Through Jesus, the kingdom of God's good news is not far off. It's here. It's near. So it's time to repent, to stop what we're doing, and to believe in this good news. That's a word for all of us. We always need to put ourselves in check and say, am I following the good news? Am I sharing the good news? And you see, I want you to know that as a church, we're meant to have this mindset We are all meant to have this. We're all meant to think like Jesus thought. We're all meant to act like Jesus acted. We're all meant to reveal the kingdom of God the way Jesus did. So let's have a wee quick look at what did the Bible teach us about who Jesus is. If you look at Hebrews 1 verse 3, it says this. The Son who is Jesus, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, for all the wrong that we've done, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven, of God the Father in heaven. So out of Jesus' life, beams the radiance of God. The radiance of God just shines. This is who God is. People always ask, well, what's God like? You know, who is he? You know, all we've got to do is look at Jesus. We always ask, how would we know God's thoughts and how do we know God's plans? How do we know what God would say yes to? It's quite simple, really, until we make it complicated. We've got to look to Jesus. We've got to look at who Jesus is. This Bible verse tells us that Jesus is the exact representation of God. And in the original Greek word, it means like an express copy or an exact copy. So Jesus is who God is. Jesus is God. Jesus is the exact copy of God. Jesus is God's son. So Jesus is the answer whenever we want to know how should I act, what way should I be. See, even Jesus spoke to us about himself. He told us about himself in John 14, verses 9 to 13. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. 
Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I'm going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. See, Jesus says, look at me and you will know who God is. You will know that I am in God and God is in me. You will know his plans by how I act and how I live. We used to wear bracelets that said WWJD. What would Jesus do? So to to know what the answer to that question really is, to look at Jesus and look at how he lived, it means to know God. It means to know the kingdom of God. It means to know the mindset of God. And the only way we're going to do that is through relationship, through our relationship with God. So it doesn't mean thinking to yourselves, well, I think this way, so therefore God must think this way. We never do that. We always come and look at the evidence in front of us. We look at the evidence of Jesus' life and look at how it's been displayed in front of us. We open our minds to God first. And then we ask, what does God say based on what God has told us? based on what we know about the life of Jesus, based on what we know about how he lived and what he did. And I just want to tell you right now, don't be discouraged if you don't get it straight away. Don't be discouraged if you struggle to get it and struggle to follow it, struggle to understand it even. You know what? The disciples here were questioning Jesus' identity. They were questioning who he was. And Jesus was like, look, do you not get it? Have you, do you not know me well enough by now to know that I am God's son, that I am who I say I am? I'm the Messiah. I'm the one who was sent. So don't be discouraged if you don't get it. The disciples who actually walked with Jesus weren't getting it. This whole passage is basically Jesus telling them, look, I am in the Father. God the Father is in me as I am in him. And then I show you that through how I live and what I do. And every aspect of my life shows you that. So what should we do? We should walk in faith. We should walk in faith that Jesus is who he said he is. We should do what Jesus does. We should act the way Jesus acted. We should live how Jesus lived. We should treat others how Jesus treated others. See, this is a simple way we live out our faith in the kingdom of God. This is how we show people the kingdom of God. We pray in faith. We trust God completely. We ask for the same things Jesus asked for. We do what Jesus did. What did Jesus do? He went out. He lived his life as an example. He taught people. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He loved the unlovable. He treated the outcast with respect. He showed radical forgiveness. He showed compassion. He delivered oppressed people. Everything he did shows and reveals the kingdom of God. You know, it's amazing and powerful how God, Jesus lived to show God to others. I could have went through so many different parables to show you each and every single one of those and how Jesus very simply lived out that faith, lived out that belief, and lived out that example to us to love others. There's so many in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and even throughout all of the Bible, there's so many examples of 
people living their life to honor God in that way. You see, Jesus always lived in that total faith, the total abandonment to God. He always prayed with that total faith. He always prayed knowing that God would meet whatever need was right in front of him. He knew the constant battle between the way things are and the way things should be. He knew about the sickness and about the troubles and about all the stuff that people were coming to him with. All the, all the sickness, all the disease, all the torment of, of life, the torment of spiritual torment, everything. He knew all about that. He knew about the now and the not yet. He knew about the reality of what was happening around him, but he also knew about the reality of what God was going to do about whenever we get to heaven and we get totally healed of everything. You see, the kingdom of heaven is active right now. God is active right now. He is working in you and he's working through you. He's working in me and working through me. He's working in all of us. He wants to show us the kingdom of God being dynamically worked out. And you see, we're supposed to hold on to these principles too of the now and the not yet because we know right now what we're faced with. We know right now what we pray over and what we pray that God will do miraculously now. And then we all know about the day that's coming. And we hold tension between that. We, all, we hold tension between the day, of, um, the day that when we get to heaven at the end of time and that all sickness and disease and everything that's wrong in this world will die its final death and that we'll be free of it all. And then we also have the, now, the tension of now and all the stuff we're dealing with. Do we hold tight to that promise that at the end of all time, God will heal and will restore all things? And then in the midst of the struggles we have now, we hold on and we pray in faith that God will do something mighty and miraculous right now. See, God is revealing all things to those who are open to the kingdom-mindedness. See, we can struggle sometimes more with the now than the not yet because it's sometimes easier to believe in one day something will happen than that today God wants to do something. You see, I know that we all sometimes struggle to believe that right now God can do something. God can do something miraculous in you and in me and through you and through me. And you see, Jesus literally walked around holding this tension and he basically, he lived his life the same way we're meant to live our lives, with the now and the not yet. And Jesus went around and he did what he seen the Father doing. That's what Jesus said. He said, do you not believe that I, I do what my, his, his words are in me and I speak them? That's what Jesus did. So we are meant to walk around and do the same. We're meant to live our lives in the same. He taught about it and he showed the kingdom of heaven to those around him simply by following God's lead, simply by following God's commands, simply by honoring the people around him the way he was meant to honor them, simply by if healing diseases around him, simply by acting in faith and doing miracles, simply by trusting so what is God like? God is like Jesus. God is, Jesus is the representation of God. Jesus is who God is. So what did Jesus do? Jesus taught people. He taught people about who God is. He showed them the love of God. He showed them compassion to those who didn't know anything, 
any of the love of God, he showed them. Dead were raised when he was around. People were healed. Lepers were healed. The lame walked. The blind saw. People who sold their bodies were treated with mercy and kindness. Poor people were treated right and treated with respect. Women were given the same dignity as men, which was very uncommon in those days. And thousands of people were fed from minuscule amounts of food. See, through simply acting like Jesus and following Jesus' example, we can meet the needs of the people around us. We can meet the call that Jesus has put on our life. We can actually do what God wants us to do. We can live in the will of God. We can live in the plans and purposes of God. So as we do that, we're showing the kingdom of God to those around us the same way Jesus did. If you want a biblical example of that is Peter and John just simply were going to pray one day. They were going to spend some time with God and they met a lame person on the road. The lame person just outside the gates of the temple and he was like, give me money, give me money. And what, so what did they do? They said, okay, we don't have money, but what we do have, we give you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he healed them then and there in the name of Jesus. And that's the simple truth of what we do as followers of God. As followers of God, we go out through our everyday life, wherever we're going, whether we're going to church, whether we're going to the shop, whether we're going um, wherever to work, whatever it looks like, we go out and whatever people we bump into, we might not be able to meet their physical needs. Sometimes we can, which is amazing. But you know what we say, um, I might not have that, but this is what I do have, I give you. And we give ourselves away. We give everything away to everyone around us. And we say, I don't have money, but here's, this is what I've got. I don't have that, but this is what I've got. It's a blessing to know that we can give people and show people the kingdom of God, show people the love of God, show people a different way of doing life. We are in a battle, and that battle is constantly raging around us. We're warned, actually, that the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing, and forceful men and women take hold of it. Are you taking hold of the kingdom around you, or are you letting the kingdom of this world and the kingdom that is being controlled by the evil one, are you letting that rule in this world? See, the kingdom of heaven is in us and it's working in us and through us. And we can live as Jesus lived. We can walk as Jesus walked. Jesus walked and lived a revolutionary way of life. And I want to encourage you to do the same. I want to encourage you to do what Jesus did. We need to be the glad. Jesus called us to be salt and to be light. And a little bit of salt flavors the whole thing. A little bit of light can travel and light up miles. Will we be the salt and light in our day? Will we stand in the gap for our generations? Will we declare the love of God and that God is here and real and he makes a difference in lives? Will you do that today with me? Will we do that together? See, the kingdom culture for us needs to be a dynamic faith lived out in front of all the world. We talked about that last week, about being the church without walls. We're not boxed in. We're not restricted to just a few square footage. But we are the church. 
We are the ones who go out and live our lives with God in mind as we honor God with our lives. Let me just remind you what, he, what Jesus said in John 14, from verse 12 to 14. He says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. As we go out and live our lives before men, before women, before people, we can actually show them that this is how we glorify God. This is how we live our lives in a way that glorifies God. And whatever we pray for that glorifies God, that brings glory to his name, whether that's a miraculous miracle or something for one person, or whether that's just God doing something and meeting a need, or whether that's just simply by knowing the presence of God right there and right then in that person's life. Whatever it is that honors God and that brings glory to Jesus, he will do it. That's his promise. His promise is that. So will we honor God by not just speaking about the kingdom of God, but actually living it out by how we live all of our lives? That everywhere we go, the kingdom of God is there with us in us and through us, being shown to others. Jesus went and he destroyed the works of the devil, the works of the enemy, everywhere he went. Are we going to as well? Jesus carries the message of hope, this good news for everyone. So do we. Jesus passed it on. So can we. Today, don't just pray the words, your kingdom come, your will be done. Don't pray them meaninglessly, but pray it in faith that as we live our lives with the kingdom of God in us and working not only in us, but being revealed in us to others and through us to others, that today and every day that we will honor God with all that we have, not just a part, and that the kingdom culture the kingdom-mindedness of Jesus, the way Jesus lived his life, we will see God do mighty and miraculous things. I just want to remind you, in Hebrews 1, verse 3, it does say that the Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Jesus provided purification for sins. And right now I want you to think about that, to think about, take a moment and think about what did Jesus do? Jesus died for us. Think about him on the cross, dying for you and for me for the wrong things we've done. And we're gonna do communion together right now. So if you want to, just grab your bread. God, we thank you that Jesus is the representation of you. Jesus is who you are. And as we follow and aim to live our life as Jesus lived his life, that we can show others who you are, just as we are heirs and co-heirs with Christ.
Thank you so much for the sacrifice Jesus made so that we can be accepted into the family of God. We accept that freely today. We accept the sacrifice Jesus made. Amen. Stick the bread together. God, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that was poured out for us. And God, we think about and just use this symbol of juice or wine to just show us that we can be washed whiter than snow through the blood of Jesus. All the wrong things we've ever done can be washed away through this simple act of remembrance, through a simple act of forgiveness that is freely offered from God. So God, we just thank you for the sacrifice Jesus made. We thank you for the blood that was poured out for us. The blood that was poured out for you and for me. Jesus, we thank you so much for honoring us and for loving us so much that even though we were broken, even though we were hurt and condemned, even though we were sinners, that you chose to die for us, to make a way for us to come into relationship with God. We remember that now and we boldly approach the throne and say, thank you, thank you for doing it for us. And we accept the free gift that's in Jesus. Amen. God, we thank you so much for what you've done. Thank you so much for providing a way for us. Thank you so much for allowing us to know through the example of Jesus, through the way he lived his life, through the way he taught people, through the way he treated people, through the way he acted, that we can know the will of God, that we can know the purposes of God for us in our lives and for our generation. And God, we walk in the forgiveness that you give us. We walk in the grace and mercy of God we walk in, with thanks and praise in our lips, with your joy in our hearts, and we show it to others. So help us live every day as an example to others. Help us live every day to show you to this world, to allow our lives to be an example to this world. We thank you, Jesus, for this. Thank you for this gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all. I really hope that you've enjoyed this time together. I really hope that talking about the kingdom of God has inspired you to go, I want to be like Jesus. I want to live like Jesus. I want to treat people the way Jesus treated people. I want to love people with the same love Jesus had for people. I want to heal people in the name of Jesus. I want to see lives transformed in the name of Jesus. So I just really want to encourage you, allow the message of Jesus and how he lived his life to transform your life and then to transform the lives of those around you. Let's come to God with faith-filled eyes that as we seek him and as we serve him, that this kingdom culture, the culture of the kingdom of God, will shine in us and through us. 
God bless you all, and we shall see you next week. Thanks for being with us.